Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Fast my good evening at half past five. This is update for Thursday, 16th of February 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Plus background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates. Uh, the newsmakers in person uh, tonight. The latest on the Cesar Chanel inquest. 112 firearms and over 15,000 rides of ammo handed in. The Fire and Rescue Service speak about EV fires. The 2022 Sports Award nominations are here. And Port Aaron's cruise ship gates cost £3,000. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines, Faster My Dave Moore. Faster My, riders at last year's TT had not raised any concerns about the road surface at Agos Leap before or after a fatal crash which claimed the lives of two French competitors. The inquest into the death of sidecar racer César Chanel got underway today. The 32-year-old died at the scene on Quarterbridge Road on June the 4th. His passenger Olivier Lavarel, who was seriously injured, later died in hospital in October. The new Department of Enterprise Minister says he understands if anyone is disappointed in him taking the role. In his election manifesto, Tim Johnson stated he wouldn't be interested in such a position as he didn't believe two government ministers should come from the same constituency. He's apologising for changing his mind. The rising cost of living could be contributing to a recent increase in stolen heating oil. A number of thefts have been reported in the Laxey area in the past fortnight, with fuel tank owners urged to check their security. The family of Nicola Bully is demanding an end to speculation and rumours about her private life, saying the public focus has moved away from finding her. In a statement, they revealed she suffered severe side effects from the perimenopause, including brain fog, before she went missing in Lancashire. Nurses are to stage a 48-hour strike on March the 1st, but unlike previous walkouts in the UK, no services will be exempt and it will include A&D workers. Meanwhile, rail staff with the RNT union are staging fresh strikes next month, starting on the 16th. Elsewhere, almost 96% of Royal Mail workers who voted in a strike ballot have backed further walkouts. And Centrica, the company which owns British Gas, has reported record annual profits. Earnings more than tripled off the back of soaring wholesale prices. Those are the update news headlines. The next bulletin is at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Goromaya, thank you Dave. From the Ronaldsway Met Office, there's a strong wind warning this evening for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea moderate, occasionally rough. Uh, patchy rain arrives this evening on a phrase to strong wind coming in from the southwest. Overnight minimum is 8 degrees Celsius tomorrow. Wet first thing, then drying up and remaining cloudy on a strong southwesterly. We're up to 12 Celsius. More rain after dark on a lessening westerly. Down to 7 into Jasan. Saturday's cloudy with a risk of rain on a moderate to fresh southwest wind, which will veer northwesterly and ease during the evening. High, daytime high temperatures 10 Celsius. Sunset was four minutes ago. High water, eight minutes past eight. Low water, quarter to 3 a.m. Sunrise is 25 before eight tomorrow morning. And the morning high tide, 23 minutes to nine. Remember, the schools break for half term tomorrow. Manx Glass and Glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674 573. 
riders at last year's TT had not raised any concerns about the road surface at Agos Leap before or after a fatal crash which claimed the lives of two French competitors. That's what the inquest into the death of the sidecar racer César Chanel heard today. Tessa Hawley from Manx Radio News was at Douglas Courthouse. The 32-year-old Frenchman died at the scene near Agos Leap on the 4th of June last year during the first sidecar race. His passenger, Olivier Lavarel, who was seriously injured, died in hospital in October. At Douglas Courthouse today, coroner of inquest Jane Hughes reconvened proceedings into his death, telling his family no one in this courtroom is on trial today. The court was played footage of the crash, which was filmed by spectators. Evidence was also heard from a marshal at the scene and an off-duty paramedic. Fellow racer and the most successful sidecar competitor in history, Dave Molyneux, also gave evidence, telling the court he was unaware of any issues being raised by riders about Ago's Leap. The 17-time TT winner said resurfacing work on the stretch of road meant it was driving better than it had for many years, adding the profile of the road and the racing line was unchanged. The area they crashed in was running fine, he said adding that improvements had made the road surface less bumpy on the exit. In my opinion, it was better. It was a smoother ride, he added. I was as shocked as anybody. The track conditions were good. When asked whether it was a difficult part of the TT course, Mr Molyneux, who's competed since 1985, told the coroner, I haven't experienced any difficulties there in my time of riding. Clerk of the course, Gary Thompson also gave evidence, telling the court he too had received no complaints. At no point did Ago's Leap get mentioned to me, he said. The feedback generally was that it was the best it had been. The inquest has now been adjourned until tomorrow, when the coroner of inquests will hear more evidence about the resurfacing work before recording a verdict into Mr Chanel's death. 112 firearms, 89 knives and more than 15 15,000 rounds of ammunition have been handed in to police stations on the Isle of Man over the last three weeks. It's down to the Constabulary's Firearms and Weapons Surrender Programme. Chief Inspector Danny Roshall says the scheme's been a big success. There's certainly no suggestion that anything that has been handed in is uh, either illegally held or has been involved in criminality. And as you would expect, um, we have done the relevant checks just to ensure that that is the case. And there's certainly nothing of any wider concern from our perspective ultimately our overarching considerations here are about uh, removing items from the street the Isle of Man is an incredibly uh, safe place to live and in us doing this uh, it allows us to ensure that that remains the case and allows people an avenue to dispose of these items appropriately ultimately these are items of value to, to people either financial value or sentimental value um, but uh, what we've done is we've tied in the surrender program around the firearms licensing triennial renewal period. Um, so we have seen an uptake since the last surrender in 2019, where 53 firearms, for example, were surrendered on that occasion. Um, in doing it uh, at the time that we have done, um, I expect that it has allowed people to reflect on whether they wish to renew their firearms license, for example, uh, whether they wish to continue engaging in 
their sport or whether the good reason that they've had firearms for any number of years uh, and held them lawfully, uh, whether that is still the case that they wish to, to, to look to renew the licence for for another three years. If it isn't the case, then um, ultimately um, I anticipate that that's why they've surrendered them, as well as the fact that we can't move away from the fact that um, some of these items may have been handed down from generation to generation to generation. Uh, people may have realised that uh, ultimately they don't want to hold these items any longer. Uh, and again, it's just the opportunity for them to dispose of them safely. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. Faster my 21 minutes before 6, the metric signs at Solby, Hillbury, Bagarrow and Ramsey are showing fog on the mountain road and warning you to use lights on the... And the Ben McCree's just approaching uh, the outskirts of Douglas Harbour at the moment. The Isle of Man Fire and Rescue Service insists electric vehicles are generally safe, but do bring out a challenge if the battery fails and catches fire, as the Douglas Station Commander Brian Quirk. The electrical vehicles are particularly hazardous when they get going. There's a load of elements to it that we have to uh, be prepared for. In addition to the other normal vehicle hazards, we've got the, the batteries, and once they start failing, it produces hydrogen cyanide, hydrogen fluoride, lots of toxic uh, and flammable gases, uh, and we have to try and uh, control them. In terms of difficulty, if you are called out to a petrol one, how long does that normally take versus an electric vehicle fire? Once they do catch and get hold, they can take off very quickly just due to the materials that are involved with fires. Uh, the additional hazards we've got the electric vehicles is the battery compartment, uh, and obviously the high voltage run through the vehicle. Because of those toxic gases and, and things given off, the, uh, the battery cells themselves can start uh, disintegrating. And although it's one big cell that you see, in that battery there's a load of individual cells. And once they start progressing from one to the other and failing, uh, either through heat or trauma, we get what we call thermal runaway. And that's when it, it does get out of control and it's very difficult for us to extinguish at that point. The idea of the blanket is, is very much suppressing and containing, knocking all the oxygen supply off to the area. What we do then is, is monitor it. Hopefully the blanket, when it's applied correctly, uh, those temperatures will reduce down. Uh, and once we monitor it with our thermal image equipment uh, and it gets to a more manageable level, then we can take it off and reassess. The temperature, when it gets fully gone, could be up to anywhere near 1,000 degrees. And what we're wanting to do is bring that down to a more manageable level for us, say below 200. And at that point then we'll, we'll take the blanket off, reassess it. We can apply water to cool that surrounding area that's, that's, that's in there and the temperature remain low, fantastic. If those temperatures start to creep up again, then we'll apply the, the blanket over again and, and wait for a period of time. Generally, the vehicles are very safe. The amount of car fires and stuff we go to is minimal compared to the amount of vehicles on the road. What can cause them to go up is, is they do get a malfunction in the components, either when they're charging um, or shock trauma can, can trigger that as well. The nominations for the 2022 Isle of Man Sports Awards have been revealed. Manx Radio Sports Editor Rob Pritchard with the detail. Twelve awards in total will be up for grabs at the ceremony at the Villa Marina in Douglas on Thursday the 30th of March. The nominations for the awards, which celebrate Manx sport from grassroots level right up to elite competition, include current and former world, European and British champions, as well as 20 different sports overall. Seven names are in the hat for Sportsman of the Year, and they are cyclists Mark 
Cavendish and Matthew Bostock, TT racer Connor Cummins, rugby player Bevan Rod, swimmer Alex Brigazzi, track and cross-country athlete David Malarkey and javelin competitor Joe Harris. There are also seven in contention in the Sports Woman of the Year category and they are equestrian rider Yasmin Ingham, cyclists Lizzie Holden and Becky Storry, golfer Anna Dawson, swimmer Laura Kinley, gymnast Tara Donnelly and athlete Sarah Aston. Among the other accolades up for grabs, there are five nominations for Disability Sports Person of the Year. They are Special Olympics athletes Elizabeth Tinkler and Liam McCarthy, footballer Sean Jackson, darts player Darren Kennish and equestrian rider Chloe Chadwick. Elsewhere, there are five teams in the race for the title of Team of the Year in 2022, and they are the Ireland's Men's National Cricket Team, Ireland Men's National Hockey Team, the Manx Rams Netball Squad, the Isle of Man's 4x100m Relay Swimming Team and FC Isle of Man. You can see a full list of the honours to be awarded and all those who've been nominated for them over at manxradio.com. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Ben McCree departed Hesham at seven minutes uh, past two. Just about to arrive in the inner harbour. Departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in Hesham at half past 11. The overnight departure 2.15, back to Douglas tomorrow morning at 6. And the morning departure is at 8.45, Ben McCree heading to Hesham. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. New security gates at a jetty in Port Erin have cost the taxpayers £3,000. They've been installed so that cruise ship passengers can be tendered to the walkway if vessels want to stop at the southern port. In the House of Keys this week, the Russian MHK Michelle Haywood questioned the Infrastructure Minister, Chris Thomas, about whether they were actually necessary. Could the Minister tell me how many cruise ships have actually used Port Erin to disembark visitors in the last five years? And does he consider this value to mo- for money? Um, and is the cost justified given that the entrance is so small that a member of staff could stand at the top of the stairs without actually being able to, to need fencing to control it. £3,000 is a small price to pay for complying with international law and for actually being able to bring the wonderful facility of Port, Port Erin and the wider south to, the, um, to, to make it available to um, the cruise visitors that we have and not all of whom want to come to Douglas. Uh, thank you. I noticed the Minister didn't answer my question so perhaps he'd <laughs> undertake to go and say how many visitors and how many cruise ships have gone into Port Erin in the last five years. Uh, but I'd like to challenge it. Does it create the right impression for visitors? Grey spike top metal gates are probably more suitable to Alcatraz than a welcome entrance. And we've had lots of discussions in this house about the welcome that we give to visitors. So what are your thoughts on the appearance of the grates and whether that creates that welcoming environment that you'd like to have? How many other harbour access points are going to be subject to the same treatment? Um, the Raglan Pier in Port Erin uh, is also classed as a temporary restricted area, but tenders are less likely to look to use it. So there is no intention for permanent gates to be placed there. Other ports would also be available to, um, to cruise ships in terms of um, access from, from tenders, and we will have to comply with the international regulations um, when, we have, when, when we go there. The Honourable Questioner is right. We could have made these uh, £3,000 security gates into tourist attractions in their own right. I look forward to discussing that with the Department of Enterprise to see whether they think that would be good use of money. I did try to, um, I did try to find out how many um, tenders had actually visited uh, Port Erin um, Pier from um, Harbours Division uh, records, but we don't have that record clearly stated. Manx Radio Business Briefing. It's a quarter to six now. Centrica, the British multinational energy and services company today, reported record profits of £3.3 billion, driven by soaring wholesale gas prices in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine 
as Britons struggle with household energy bills. The results from the scandal-hit firm are likely to fuel further calls for a tougher windfall tax and more support for customers after oil and gas giants reported record annual earnings in the past fortnight. Annual earnings for 2022 more than tripled against the $948 million made in 2021 as bumper returns from Centrica's North Sea oil and gas operations. The company's previous record profit was £2.7 billion pounds in 2012. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. Fashion consumers who are willing to spend more on sustainability don't always get what they pay for, according to the Global Organic Textile Standard Organization. In 2020, over 15% of the cotton produced in India was mislabeled as organic. Fabric fraud, as it's called, is hard to spot in an industry with a multitude of suppliers, particularly when, up until recently, only a third of the top 100 apparel companies were superficially tracking their supply chain. The tide may be changing, though, as consumers are now demanding more sustainable fashion. Countries such as France are requiring transparency from the biggest brands. The EU's preparing new eco-fashion rules, and in response, the fashion industry is turning to new tracking technology to gather data about their supply chain, such as blockchain-based tracing systems and DNA testing of fibres. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets slightly higher as investors digested data. US stocks fell after another hot inflation report. Uh, oil fluctuated and gold extended losses as the dollar and bond yields resumed their climb. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall. At the close in London, the FTSE 100 up two tenths of a percent at 8,012. The DAX in Frankfurt up two tenths of a percent at 15,533. Currently, New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial down seven-tenths of a percent, 33,869. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index is down just over six-tenths of a percent at 11,991. And the S&P 500 in Chicago down almost seven-tenths of a percent at 4,119. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling is trading at one US dollar, 20.2 cents, one euro, 12.4 cents, and 21 South African rand, 80.6 cents. And in commodities, gold's up four-tenths of a percent at one $1,841 per troy ounce and a barrel of Brent crude up four tenths of a percent at $85.61. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night. Trans and non-binary people living in the Isle of Man are being urged to engage with government as part of efforts to improve services. The DHSC is asking for feedback on gender identity services by the 20th of February. Here's Tessa Hawley. The DHSC has already invited 
members of the communities to take part in workshops designed to offer a platform to discuss their experiences on the island. Feedback was collated through questionnaires by staff from the department and Manx Care and now these questionnaires are being offered to anyone who couldn't attend. The department is working with Manx Care to redesign the island's gender identity pathway to bring it up to date and in line with best practice. It says it wants to involve trans and non-binary people who rely on access to gender identity support to ensure the services offered in the future are fit for purpose. This will, the DHSC hopes, identify gaps and problems with the current pathway so an accurate picture can be built of where improvements are most needed. Anyone who would like to take part can request a questionnaire by emailing dhscengagement at gov.im or by calling 695-794. Feedback will be published anonymously at the end of March, showcasing the information provided and the topics discussed. Updates will then be provided as the work to improve services progresses. Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting with cycling and Manx cyclists Lizzie Holden and Becky Storry have been in action today for their respective teams in international competition. The first stage of the Setmana Cyclista Valenciana got underway in Spain at lunchtime, with Holden part of the Team UAE ADQ squad, while Storry is representing Team DSM. Holden's teammate Olivia Barreal managed to finish fourth overall for the stage, five seconds off eventual winner Alicia Belsamo, with Barreal also taking second spot in the intermediate sprint. Further down the field, Megan Jastrab was the first finisher for Storry's Team DSM. In motorsports, TT rider Michael Rutter's confirmed he'll be riding a MotoGP replica bike at this year's races on the Snaefell Mountain course. The Honda RC213VS is the same machine he last rode in 2019. He's also due to surpass the number of starts his late father achieved. Tony Rutter began 82 TT races. Michael is currently on 80. Announcing the choice of machinery on social media, Michael Rutter says riding the RCV back in 2019 was one of the greatest experiences of his career. Moving on, and a meeting will be held later this month to discuss how women's golf on the Isle of Man can develop for the future. Isle of Man Golf Union is inviting all female players locally to attend an open forum at 6.30pm on Monday the 27th of February at Peel Golf Club. The union says it must look at the likes of competitions and the ladies' leagues. It adds they're hoping to find ways to adapt so that all women have the opportunity to play. All female players, both past and present, are being encouraged to attend. And in athletics, one of the island's top long-distance runners has smashed his previous best half-marathon performance whilst competing in Merseyside. Taking part in the Aintree Half Marathon in Liverpool at the weekend, Unlanda Fortune and Zama put in a strong display to finish in second place in a time of 72 minutes and 57 seconds. His time is a new personal best over half marathon distance and nearly two minutes inside his previous personal best record set during the 2021 Sigquirk Half Marathon. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the EasyJet half past seven from Gatwick is showing on time. The five to eight inbound patient transfer return from Liverpool, the Logan Air on time. And the five past eight inbound Logan Air from London City showing on time. Outbound the six o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool on time. The EasyJet return eight o'clock to Gatwick is showing on time. And on the roads at Sandy Gate, temporary lights on the Jerby Road for water main replacement there. 
In Jerby, the coast roads closed up to the Len for resurfacing and the Ballymena roads closed uh, for face closures for more water main replacements in Jerby. Kurt Michael, temporary lights on the TT course, the A3 between Bagaro and Kurt Michael, uh, replacing substation equipment. In Port Aaron, temporary lights on the Bradder Road for a retaining wall job. Temporary lights in Ballabeg on the main road near Arbury Parish Hall for a new zebra crossing. Castle Street one way northbound in Castle Town. Temporary closures in phases around East Key and the Prom in Peel. And between Peel and St John's, temporary lights on the main road for work on the pavements. Temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement. And in Ramsey, temporary lights on May Hill for water supply works. In Douglas, Princess Road's closed for patching work. Temporary pedestrian crossing in Victoria Street, narrow lanes for that new pedestrian crossing. And temporary lights on Annika Lane Douglas near the Heron for a new pedestrian crossing. Massimo Tyres. Budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at... Faster Mike, good evening. Thanks for choosing Manx Radio this Thursday evening. I'm Andy Wint with you on update every weekday evening between 5.30 and 6. And for the many listeners to podcasts of the programme right around the world, thanks for choosing this podcast. If you want to go to manxradio.com, there are another 65 series of podcasts going back forever. Put your feet up and enjoy. A Ramsey commissioner has called for the government to look at reviewing and modernising the Isle of Man's archaic rate system. Jewan McGuinness says although the system works, it doesn't have any relevance in the modern day to residents across the island. Our local democracy, Emma Drape, has been talking to Jewan McGuinness. I'm happy with rates. The issue is that our current rate system is 50 years old and relates to what the rental value of your property would have been in 1953 or 69 or something like that. It has no real relevance to people in the modern era and people don't understand why their property is worth, they don't even know where to find their rateable value. This is something that desperately needs to be modernised. It it doesn't matter how you get to the end figure, but people have to be able to understand it. Why do you think it's taking so long to get the modernisation or even a review done? The simple reason is that it's going to be a controversial subject which will cause a great deal of upheaval. I don't think there's the political will from MHKs because they know it's going to be something that's controversial and cause them a polarised view. So Listen, it's, it's, it's the nature of being elected. You want to be re-elected and you don't want to be involved in something that's potentially going to be unpopular. Should it be down to local authorities to decide how they do it? No, it has to be centrally uh, driven because it has to apply to the entire island. But all local authorities should have input. But ultimately, it affects every single resident of the Isle of Man, so it has to be centrally driven. Are there any benefits to the current rate system? Well, the benefit to the current rate system is it works and rates get collected and local authorities have some money at the end of it, but any other system could also do that. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news team. Thanks to newsreader Dave Moore, producer Rianne Evans. Uh, after the news at six o'clock, Marilyn Crellin's here with Shaq Lair. Greatest Hits with Chris Kinley is at 6.30. A little light music with Morris Powell at 9. And Rianne's back with the Late Show after hours at 10. I'm Andy Wint, back with another update tomorrow, Friday at 5.30. W-I-N-T.